Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. I hope your summer is going well. We have finally moved into the season. This is our first full actual week of getting to experience it. And we started the week off with a bang. We started it with backwards day. You know the kids are getting older because they still want to do it. It's all fun to them. It's totally their idea. But when I encountered at least two of them who did not have their clothes on backwards, they gave me the same lame explanation. I had to go outside. I didn't want to have my clothes on backwards when I went outside. Like, when does that matter? Since when have they cared about that? And exactly who are we trying to impress in the driveway of our lazy neighborhood? I mean, seriously, such is life when you have a house filled with teenagers. And I mean filled. We have a lot of teenagers these days. You know what? They were mostly interested in the structure of the food because when we do backwards day, we change everything and it's literally backwards so we start the day with dessert that's what we eat first then we eat dinner for lunch and so it's not light it's not just a sandwich or a salad or something it's heavy (laughs) for lunch and then we eat breakfast for dinner so for breakfast in the morning we had cake and it was even upside down with the icing stuck to the bottom it was awesome it was so fun so if you've been with me anytime for any length you know that we're going to sprinkle some kind of event or several days like this throughout the summer it's just what we do to sustain life with all of these people to keep it real and to keep it sort of exciting a lot of times i just spring it on them when we're going to do such and such the day before or just a little bit before we're actually going to have something like this happen let me tell you about one event that we have not actually done but this friend of ours does and it's so much fun she doesn't even live near us but uh, she does this every year and i just love it i anticipate the pictures on her facebook post every year it's just a riot it's called man camp my friend has three little boys who are the cutest and they were each adopted from China, one of whom came to be part of their family almost about 11 years ago. I know this because their first boy came to be part of their family on the same day that Jolie came to be part of ours, and we actually met our children in the same room in the same province, so we have that special bond. Now, mom takes their daughter, and they leave the house, leaving dad in charge, and so the girls go off and do girl stuff for a few days, leaving dad in charge with the boys. It's just the fellas. They have done hilarious, just simple boy stuff that, you know, moms would cringe over, like eating dinner at the table in the kitchen with your shirts off, with hands only, and then they're having a discussion about muscles, and they're just showing them off, you know, just shirtless. And then maybe one year they'll work on real men manners, you know, and they'll take flowers to the ladies, things like that with ties on and shirts (laughs) for that matter. And then sometimes they've had a bike versus car race or some sort of pancake extravaganza that one of the boys really enjoys. And, And sometimes they're just running errands with dad in charge. And you know, that's really different. When dad's in charge, errands are totally different. And maybe they'll just go do regular stuff like church and 
Uh, maybe they'll do some kind of service project or just the regular lessons, just regular everyday stuff, but dad is doing it, so it's dad's way. And my friend's husband is not gonna take them out and work on the car or build a tree house or take them deer hunting. I mean, maybe that's somewhere deep down in him. Maybe that's his nature way back there, but on a regular basis, He's gonna take them to the grocery store. He's gonna do the service project. He's gonna take them to church. He's gonna do whatever needs to be done. And he's gonna be totally fun in the process because that's what has to be done. And I can't wait to find out what's gonna be on the agenda for 2019 Man Camp. I just cannot wait. And between all of my efforts, to get in front of my own calendar and thinking about this event that my friend is gonna have, my mind began to focus on how multifaceted we are as people and how incredibly ineffective and unproductive and lacking in everything we would be without the presence of God leading us and guiding us in all that he has for us in this life, in that we just need prayer for our lives. And I was thinking about my friends husband doing this man camp and all that has to go into that preparation and all that my husband does just going places i mean like tonight he is driving one of our kids a couple of hours to a practice and driving them back he's doing this several times a week taking people places and on and on top of all the other things he's having to do, you know, specifically that person in your life that you may be in a relationship with, married to, maybe you have children in the home, maybe not in the home, that person needs the presence of God to lead and to guide him in all that he does and into becoming more like Christ. And prayer is the conduit in which that occurs. Paul tells us in different places of the importance and impact that prayer makes in changing us to make us more like Christ. For instance, he talks about it in Ephesians 6:18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. In Romans 12, 12, he says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Colossians 4, 2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray continually. In fact, Paul prays a lot in his letters and specifically over those he's writing to, which is us. What I wanna do today is focus on the best five ways we can pray for our spouse because they do so much. If you are married, this is the most significant relationship in your life and the person with whom you have much invested. You and I should be praying for them like crazy. These will be general overarching umbrella principle prayers. You and I can then break these down and be much more specific for your spouse and his direct needs in that particular area that I'm going to talk about. There was actually way more opportunities and specific verses and content we could use in these five areas to pray over our guys than we had time for today. So what I'm gonna do is find a way to make that available to you and let you know about that. But we just did not have time to cover it all today. So for time's sake, I'm going to just give you the five topics and then 
uh, samples of how you could pray over it but there are so many more ways to make this specific but I'm not going to go into it here in this medium but I am going to make it available to you because it's so helpful and I'm personally going to be using it on the app I told you about in one of the previous episodes Echo and I'll probably put something on the blog at sheyearns.com so be sure to check those resources out and social media and the days to come if you're starting from sort of a blank page maybe you've been wanting to do this you're not really sure how to get started maybe you've set out to pray specifically for your spouse you've had a deep desire maybe you've been praying for just the regular life stuff the emergency stuff the situations that come up but now you want to draw from scripture and sort of align your prayer life to what is biblical for those entrusted to you I'm here to help these are sort of overarching themes and make these your own take these with you yes this is a place of beginning for some but for others you've already been praying for your spouse biblically and specifically for years my prayer for you is that God will use this time to stir something in your heart and mind to enhance that time and energy or give you something that you can offer someone else so let's quickly get to it the best five ways to pray for your spouse first one is that he would be a man of the word that's just as simple as that we want to pray that our spouses would find their truth their source of strength their wisdom their guidance their hope their direction and their purpose from the word of God and nothing less than this God has chosen that this is how he speaks to his people through his word and I want my spouse to hear from him and hear from him often <laughs> about all sorts of things so I'm gonna make it my priority to pray that my husband be a man of the word it can be just that simple Lord please direct so-and-so to become a man of your word and you can be done that's that's it it can be that general you can get more specific help him want to read it to desire to know you more and more and to find wisdom and what is found inside these pages and then you can pray specific scripture over him for instance you might use Psalm 119 24 your testimonies are my delight they are my counselors you could pray something like Lord I pray that so-and-so delight in what is found in the Bible that what you call him to do and how you lead in his life serve as his greatest voice and counselor overriding all other voices and outside obstacles there's also, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And finally, Psalm 56, 3 and 4, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So you see, you have all of these resources to guide you in how to pray for your man to be in the word and that's what I want for you to hear you have all these resources the second term that we might think about in how is best to pray over your spouse is integrity when it comes to my spouse and likely your spouse my desire for him is that he be a man of integrity I want this for him but also I want this for our marriage and our life together this is the best thing for him and it is a win-win for everyone Proverbs 27 says the godly walk with integrity blessed are their children who follow them it really is the best thing for him and the best thing for those surrounding his life a man with strong godly integrity does not compromise in questionable situations but loves sincerely and faithfully he works uprightly in what he does and keeps himself under self-control because of whose he is and what he's called to be so we would pray something as straightforward as Lord give 
you know, so-and-so, an uncompromising spirit, one that does not yield to questionable and dishonoring situations, but chooses to honor you in faithfulness and love. It could be that simple. We could ask God to help him be upright in all he does at work and exhibit self-control in the midst of his surroundings, remembering he is God's and not his own. It could be that simple, but we don't remember to pray these things. We just focus on the emergency situations at hand, and we must pray these biblical concepts over those entrusted to us. And we would use scripture to guide us. If we want to be more specific, like our example before us, we could also pray 1 Timothy 1.5. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Well, what would that sound like if we were to turn that into a prayer? We could say, Lord, give so-and-so a heart that seeks you sincerely. Give him a purity in heart that loves you and a faith that stems out of that love that is pure and good and sincere. We could also look at Proverbs 5 for something a little more personal. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. This is wisdom to stick with and find joyful satisfaction in your wife. Don't go looking anywhere else. So we could pray something legitimately for our spouse. Lord, help so-and-so find fullness and satisfaction in me as his wife. Let his gaze be fixed in areas in which you've given him freedom and help him enjoy and rejoice in what he has. On the authority of your word, I'm asking you to bless it. It's totally within our realm of responsibility and authority on scripture to pray things like this for our marriages and for our God. Following Christ is sort of a different battle and calls for a different battle plan. When we pray scripture over our people and really over anything, we are entering into this battlefield with the right form of weaponry. We will not be pretty enough thin enough. We will not be successful enough or whatever to win over the battle Satan wants to make between us and our spouses and the world and our families. Ruining marriages and families is an art and a science at this point on his end. When we pray, we are throwing a wrench in that plan to still kill and destroy and to thwart the relationships and put our affections from each other off and from the Lord. Remember, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cries. So when we pray, we are aligning ourselves with what the Lord intends for us and we're thwarting the plans of the enemy. So the third one would be leadership. We're going to pray for his leadership. This takes on several elements. You and I are partners with our spouses and equals with them in the sight of the Lord. We've got to remember that. That is how God has set it up. But in the home, under God's design of how family and marriage operate, He leads in love. He does not dictate. The Bible is very clear on the man's role, and it's not anything close to doable short of a miracle on his part and our part. In fact, the stipulations for the man's role are really steep. We do not take this seriously enough. It's a tremendous responsibility, and you and I need to help rather than hinder. Before you shut this whole thing off, take a look at yours truly. My spouse absolutely leads, but he does not dictate or squelch anything God has called me to become. In fact, I would be glued to the side of a wall, not doing anything. (laughs) I would just be standing there, shy, Uh, just hold up, not talking to anyone, never becoming who God had called me and doing it in a whisper. (laughs) 
That's just the truth. I would not have the education, the courage, the boldness, the horde of children, the experience, or the adventure in faith without the leadership of my husband in our lives. Where most believe I would be reduced to churning butter and making bonnets or the equivalent, you know, however you think that looks never to pursue my dreams, it has been the opposite. (laughs) When your spouse takes on the leadership of his God-given responsibilities in a biblical manner, everyone should flourish. No one is reduced, ridiculed, or made lesser when it is done in a biblical manner. The absolute best thing we can begin doing to encourage and enhance the relationship of our spouse is praying that our guys learn to lead in a godly fashion modeled according to scripture. We probably know this passage about the roles laid out by Paul for families, but hear the magnitude of what is required of your spouse toward you, his wife. It's really a tall order. It's really impossible, actually. They need our prayers. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it comes from Ephesians 5, starts in verse 25. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Can you see that is a tall order? Because in the next verse it says, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own body. Oh my word, that is a tall order. My man's pretty awesome, but in and of himself, he's not capable (laughs) of doing this. He's not capable of loving me like Christ loves the church or his own body. I'm sorry, he's just not. We might pray something like this because the man needs help. Lord, begin to give him a love that is supernatural, stemming from you, that is pure and as lovely as how you love. Because he's gonna need help, ladies. He's gonna need help. Teach him to love me, is what you would say. Teach him to love me the way you have designed him to love me. He cannot do it without you. Soften him where he needs to be softened and make him stronger where he needs to be stronger. Show him how to love in order to lead well. I mean, we have got to do this because he needs help. There are other aspects of leading and I want to just introduce these because you can easily pray these over your man in these areas. The Bible is filled with how you can use these. Proverbs 23, 4, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. And then there's 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Romans 12, 13, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. That's absolutely leadership at its finest. These are just to provide a sampling of how detailed and more specific you can get in terms of praying in this leadership area. Number four, fourth best way to pray for your spouse is humility. (laughs) Our favorite topic we have in Micah 6.8, know, O people, the Lord has told you what is good and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's so clear. Maybe you are married to someone who's oozing with humility. Maybe you're the one. (laughs) Most of us are not. In fact, I don't think anyone is short of the miraculous overtaking our hearts and minds in this area. We need so much help in this area. And for whatever reason, pride is a major, major downfall for most of us. A way we can fight against it is to pray for humility. As an example of what it might sound like, Lord, give so-and-so the tenderness toward you and others to be humble rather than haughty and prideful. We've got to ask the Lord to help with this. 
because he needs it, you need it, <laughs> I need it, we all need it, but please pray this over your spouse. Continue on with something like, pray that he can ask God that he can admit that he needs you. An example might sound like, Lord, give so-and-so the tenderness towards you and others to be humble rather than haughty and prideful. That he can admit that he needs you and that he would kill the prideful nature within and give him a new spirit that is gentle and meek and quick to seek forgiveness when he is wrong. Something like that. Finally, our last best way to pray over our spouse is that he would find satisfaction in God. I mean, this is the ultimate goal. Not in you, not in his family, not in his job, not in his successes, but satisfaction in God. The world sells us something completely different and it works at it 24-7 every day in our lives. It promises what it cannot deliver. His job can't do it. Money is not going to do it. A new boat is not going to do it. You cannot measure up to what the world tells him he needs and wants. And the next big thing is never going to work to fill that God-sized hole. It's God-sized for a reason. Only God satisfies our longings, but oh, can He do it? And He can do it well. But the world throws things at us that are confusing to convince us that satisfaction in God is not going to be enough. It's just not going to fill it. We need the Word of God to lead us and remind us of the truth and then the Holy Spirit to put that in us and remind us of that truth and to get it in our souls so that we know it and that it is absolutely a part of us. This is incorporated into us through prayer. It's all working together because you and I are quick to forget and we leave so much power and assurance and peace on the table when we don't do this. That's why today we're talking about it and we're taking it back. We're taking back the power, we're taking back the promises, and we're taking back what has already been given to you and using it for His glory in your life. In God's Word, we find this at Matthew 6. And when you pray, do not babble on like pagans, for they think that by their many words they will be heard. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And then in Psalm 90, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. We're finding our satisfaction, our strength, everything that we need, that we are in the Lord. Because of all these truths, and I just picked a handful of, we could pray something like, give so-and-so the assurance that you are enough to provide everything we need and draw him to yourself every day so that he will find his complete satisfaction in you and nothing less. Demonstrate for him that you are his strength today and that he can rely on you and that you are where true joy and happiness are found. And for all this, we are so thankful. Absolutely, you can go on. I mean, hopefully you have seen that today that we've demonstrated that. There's so much more. I just picked a sampling. I had so much more material that we could have gone through, but I just wanted you to have a sampling. This is a place to begin or some resources to add to what you already have. But there you have it. The best five ways to pray for your husband, to become a man of the word, to have integrity in leadership and humility and to find satisfaction 
in God. If you found this helpful, please leave a review where you get your podcast and like us on social media. This is the only way we get any reinforcement and know if what we're doing is making a difference. It's the only way we know how to serve you and improve what we offer here. If you would like to see these examples in another format, please let me know. I can make these available either on a blog or maybe a reading plan or some sort of other resource and just let me know how we can better serve you in this area. Have a great week. I look forward to being with you next time. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber and it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful and encouraging. You might get an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram or leave us a review about the podcast. For more truth-saturated and gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir desire for God into your everyday life.